0: Happy New Year. It's so good to have you here with us. Thank you, band. Uh, I've got a few things that we just need to run through. It seems like we haven't been together for a while. It's only been a week, but it seems like a long time. Uh, Our our word for the year is devoted, and uh, we're devoting ourselves to three things. We're devoting ourselves to the word, to community, and to prayer. And so the first thing we did last last week was to uh, give you Bibles. We're asking everybody 12 years and over. It doesn't matter if you're 10, you can come and get one. But um, Bibles are here. There's an instruction sheet as to how we're going to do that. We're starting in the book of Mark, and then we're going into First and Second Corinthians so that we're ready for a Holy Spirit conference. Um, uh, Mom told me today that uh, her... Her child hijacked their, their version of the Bible so you can come back and get another one. That's okay. We've got, we've got lots of Bibles. Uh, so all of that is there. Don't leave without one. This week is our prayer week. And so during the day, the church will be open, as Brad had said. And, and we're wanting you to focus on your relationship with God. And so there's a lot of information. There was a, a woman uh, in the Old Testament, her name was Hannah, and uh, she had a, a mixture of desire and disappointment in her life. And she came to the, the house of God, and she poured out her heart. And so we've got some stuff here. It's called Prayer Week, and you can take that. And if you weren't here last week and you want to know some more information about devoted, there's that sheet. Um, every week, this, or every week, I'm going to uh, this month. I'm going to recommend a book on prayer, and so you may, uh, if if you're looking for something, I I try to read four books a year on prayer, just so that I I'm challenged and I'm moving ahead. And uh, this is written by one of our C3 pastors in San Diego, uh, Jürgen Matesius. Uh It's called Push. Pray Until Something Happens, and uh, it's a really good book. It's an easy book to read. It's not heavy, um, and it, it Divine Principles for Praying with Confidence, you can get it through Amazon. I don't think we have any of these copies here, do we? I think I think we're all out, but you can get it on Amazon. and uh, this is uh, the book that uh, will serve this decade for me in prayer. Uh, by the end of the week, all of your names will be in here, and there will be s- things written in it that I am praying for you, scriptures that God gives me throughout the year. I really encourage you to uh, to to keep a journal of your prayer your prayer life, things that God speaks to you, verses that he, that he gives to you. Because we, we forget it. And sometimes we get into something and we think, what was it that God said to me? And, and it's just a great place to go. And so a prayer journal uh, you can get. Uh, this one is a fairly costly one. This one costs $6 at um, Costco. So you can get that. I think that's all the hawking of stuff I need to do today. So don't forget to get your stuff before you leave. Um, this is the first Sunday of, of a new year and of a new decade, and there, there's a fairly widespread feeling amongst the people that I hang out with and talk to that, uh, that God is up to something. That, that there's, despite all the things that are going on around the world, there's, there's people that I connect with all the time who say, Bill, what do you feel about this? And, and I say, what, what do you... Th- what he's seeing here and there. And, and there's an excitement. There's, there's something that God is up to. And, and I want to be prepared and qualified and empowered and equipped to, to do all that he has for me to do. As I've said already, our word for this new year is, is everything that's tied up in the word Devoted. We, we spoke last Sunday about being devoted to the Word and, and, and devoted to being a part of strengthening this community and, and growing this community of faith and, and be de- being devoted to the power of prayer. And this week, as we've already heard, we're going to be praying all through the week. Uh, the sanctuary will be open, and if you can't come, then take one of these sheets and be sure to be praying with us wherever you are and when, whenever you can. Tuesday is the day of prayer and fasting. I'm just saying this so that you don't forget. And our, our first prayer meeting of the year is at 7.30 here at the church. And then Friday night, I'm hoping to see you all again from, from 7.30 or uh, at 7 o'clock to 8.30 at advanced night of prayer. And, and the focus of all of our Sunday services this, this month will be prayer. I want you to take your Bibles, please. And I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 11. As we start off this new year talking about the attitude, the, the expectation, the, the vision that you take into your times of prayer, I, I want to make sure that when you pray, you, you are talking and, and, and you realize that you're talking to the king that is above every other king that ever has been or ever will be, that you learn and are making sure that you ask large enough. Luke chapter 11 Reads this way, verse one. Once Jesus was praying in a certain or once Jesus was in a certain place praying. I want you just to underline that phrase because it's very important. During the ministry of Jesus, the 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 four gospel writers tell us about twenty-five times, just like this time, where Jesus was somewhere at a specific time, specific place praying. Now, that doesn't mean that in three years of ministry, he only prayed 25 times. Not every, everything of prayer is recorded. Not every day is mentioned. Not every activity is cataloged in the, in, in, in the Gospels. But what it does tell us is that Jesus had a regular appointment set up with the Father... That, that part of the secret to his spiritual strength and his effective work as a minister of the gospel was that he prayed regularly. That he, that he got into a place where he sought the face. This, one, this phrase, once Jesus was praying in a certain place, doesn't mean that, that it was an odd or an infrequent occurrence. The phrase is set up for the rest of the story. It was on this particular day, this particular prayer time, that his disciples saw him pray and asked for help in their prayer lives. Prayer is a part of the life, is a part of the strength and connection with God. It's an understanding that we have all things, uh, that we have things to say to God and that God has things to say to us. That when we raise our voice, Heaven listens. That that God is very much attentive and and listening and ready and willing to respond and speak back to us. I'm I'm planning, if if you phone the office, it may be a little difficult to get a hold of me this week because I'm planning on spending most of my time in this room over the next five days. And there's an expectation that I will be telling God some stuff pouring out my heart But there's a greater expectation that he'll be speaking back to me. It's what makes prayer exciting for me. Prayer is a sign of spiritual health and strength. If if we do not pray... Our spiritual lives will suffer. We will not understand the power that is connected to prayer until we have made a demand on it. We will not believe that God is greater than our enemy until we have experienced that truth and fact because we have prayed our way through a difficult situation. If we say that we want to live a life that pleases God, a life that flows with the same power and ability that the life of Jesus demonstrated, then we must be a people of prayer. And boy, I wish that moment hadn't been so quiet. Prayer is a sign of health and strength. Luke chapter 11. As he finished on this particular day Praying, one of his disciples came to him and said, "'Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples.'" I, I read that, that phrase and, and in my mind I start to reconstruct a, a group of disciples that have found Jesus in his place of prayer and have been watching him and they've been talking among themselves with the, with the connection and making the connection between spiritual authority and power and the time that Jesus spends in communication with God every day and they say, we, we need to know what he's doing. We need to understand what's going on here. And these are men who are not strangers to prayer. They have studied the scriptures in the synagogues that they've grown up in. They they are men who have memorized prayers from the time that they were children. They have have prayers that are said on the way to feasts and festivals, found in the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 120, and in in that area. They they have songs or they have prayers that are said... uh, and uttered before meals, and at the end of a the day, there are prayers that they say over their children, and at the time of the loss of a loved one, at, at marriages, and, and when they stand up in the temple to pray, they, there is something that they know to pray. They were a nation of people who grew up with, surrounded by, and practicing prayer. And so it wasn't a foreign concept to them, However, they watched Jesus in his ministry. They had experienced that even even the winds would obey his voice. They understood that when Jesus speaks to a demon and tells that demon to remove himself from the person that he is inhabiting and has been tormenting, that at that moment that demon is made homeless. Even demons obey his voice. They saw some of the authority in the same some of that same authority in the life of, of John the Baptist. And, and they knew that John had had schooled, had educated the, the people who were connected to him how to pray. They knew this because Andrew and Simon had been following John the Baptist and then had moved over to follow Jesus. And it probably is Simon who's saying this. Te- teach us to pray. We see the power of your prayer. We we know that what you do comes out of the relationship that you have with the Father, and we want to learn how to pray like you pray. Teach us. When you give your heart, when you give your life to Jesus, there is implanted in you a desire to be connected with God. It's in your spiritual DNA to pour your heart out to God and to have God speak back to you. That happens at conversion. I've never run into someone who does not want to pray. I have encountered people who don't know how to pray, people who are afraid to pray people who don't believe that God will listen to them when they pray, people who have been hurt and who've been injured and don't believe that they are worthy to be listened to when they pray. But never anyone who doesn't want to know the amazing connection where you know God listens to you and you experience, you hear his voice in response to you. We all want to connect with God. It's our spiritual DNA. So Jesus gives them an outline, a a pattern that guides them in in building the initial structure of their prayer lives. He doesn't give them a a small prayer that they just repeat over and over and over again. But he says, when you pray, follow these guidelines, follow these principles. This is how you should pray, Jesus said. Father, may your name be Be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. And and don't let us yield to temptation. Sometimes when we're together, and we'll probably do it this morning before we go, we'll pray our Father which art in heaven together. It's, it's a wonderful prayer. It's, a, it's an outline, and, and it just helps us. We all know the words, and we can pray it together and corporately. But, but he says, pray, pray these, this way Pray with this in mind. Recognize that you're not coming to a spiritual director or a heavenly dictator. When when you come to pray, realize that you are approaching your heavenly Father who loves you dearly, loves you deeply. The one who knows everything there is to know about you, good, bad, and indifferent, and loves you anyways. Our Father... The one who knows your purpose in life, the one who is attuned to the desires that, uh, that you have in your life, who knows what's very best for you all of the time. Pray, our Father. Recognize that his powerful name, that name that is above every name, the name only given to us, the only name given to us by which we can be saved, the name that causes demons to tremble and to, to back down. His name is to be honored and worshiped, and the world will know something of the power of his name when they see that name powerfully at work in you. May your name always be seen as revered and powerful in the way that I live my life. Understand that, the, that following Jesus is not a trip to the magic kingdom. It's, it's a warfare that's invading the world and making the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ, where he, Jesus, will reign forever and forever forever. Our prayer, our lives must align with his kingdom purpose, with his perfect will. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done, here in us, through us, around us. I I look back on, on prayers that I've prayed through the years of my walk with Jesus. And there seems to be times where he says yes to some requests, where he says no to some requests, and sometimes he's... It's just like, you've got to be kidding. You're not really asking for that, are you? And there's, there's moments when, when I understand, I am so glad that you didn't answer that prayer. Because my life would have been totally different. I want to pray according to his will, according to his purpose. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Know, know that God is your one, your only source. Your employer may be used by God to to put paychecks in your account, but if you become detached from that place of employment, then you start to realize that God was, God is, God always will be the source of everything that you need. When when you have need, you go to God. When you have all that you need, recognize that it comes from His hand. Every good and perfect gift comes from the hand of the Father of lights. So, So ask Him for what you need. Give us today all that we need. Be conscious of the fact that the one thing that can and will mess up a relationship with God and with others is our proclivity to sin, to break relationship. Be sure to go to God when, when you sin and ask for His forgiveness. First John chapter 1 says, If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves. And, and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Be, be sure that you don't get locked up in unforgiveness. When we don't forgive, God says, listen, until you've dealt with that issue, I, I just shut you down. I, I'm not going to hear you. Peter and I have, St. Peter and I have a bit of a conflict when we get to see each other face to face. In his written letter, he, he tells us, men, if, if you have ought against your wife, don't bother coming to pray until you get that fixed, because God's not going to listen. And, and that's good advice, and I agree with that. The only thing that I struggle with that is, is that P- Peter doesn't say that to the wives. He just says it to the men. But then everybody's connected here at the Lord's Prayer. Listen, forgive, release. Don't hold things against other people. Forgive them as God forgives you. And then finally, he says, don't be caught up. Don't don't be ignorant about the, the tricks, the schemes, the plots, the devices of the evil one. He has a target painted on your back, and his desire is to damage and eliminate you before you can unleash your spiritual authority and effectiveness on the world. So be grounded in truth, he says. Know what is true recognize a lie when it comes to you, ask Holy Spirit to take you to the truth and to lead you away from temptation, build strong and effective strategies to be like the tree that the psalmist speaks of in the first chapter of the book of Psalms, a tree planted by the water that will not, cannot, shall not be moved, destroyed, or washed away. Find your strength, Jesus says, in prayer. This... This outline was both a synopsis of what he had been teaching them, and and it was a springboard into deeper understanding of what effective, powerful prayer looks like and how we grow in a life of prayer. And connected to this little teaching that he does, it says Jesus continues to teach them more about prayer, and he uses a story right connected in that Luke chapter 11, starting at verse 5 he used this story suppose you want to go to a friend's house you've been overwhelmed by everything that's been going on in your in your days this christmas season and 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 you haven't made it to the grocery store and you haven't you haven't just sort of got everything cleaned up from christmas and 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 it's just been overwhelming and you're you're a little bit tired maybe you've had the flu and you're just You're sort of wiped out and you're laying on the couch and all of a sudden there comes to the door an unexpected company is standing there looking to stay with you for a couple of days. And you realize that you have nothing in the house to feed them breakfast. You recognize that because of the hour there is no stores that are open. You don't live next to a 7-Eleven in your neighborhood. And, and so you're both embarrassed and panicked to re- realize that you have nothing to feed them in the morning at your breakfast table. And you, you suddenly remember that your neighbor has in their house not only the ability to bake some of the most outstanding bread in your city, but has two, two deep freezes that are full of bread. And so after you get your company all settled and asleep, you sneak over across to, to your neighbor and you start knocking on the door and, and you realize that he's at the back of the house and he may not be hearing and so you start banging louder and you're, you don't want to wake up the kids, but you're not afraid to wake up the kids because you need three loaves of bread. And uh, the neighbor opens his window and he, he shouts down to you, go away, we're in bed. I'm not getting up to get you bread at this hour of the night. Be quiet because if you wake up my, my kids, so help me, Hannah, I'm going to send you to the hospital. Don't, don't wake up my kids. I, 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 go away, I can't help you right now. Come back in the morning. But you know that he can help you. So you don't stop. You, you, you put everything that you have into it and you keep going until your neighbor, frustrated to, to, to the point of, of exasperation with you, gets up out of bed, goes down to the deep freeze, takes out your three loaves of bread, opens the door, gives you the dirtiest look, shoves it in your hand and slams the door. You put everything that you have into it until your neighbor reasons, listen, the only way to get this person to go back to their own house is to help them out. And that's the story Jesus teaches. That's the story that he gives them to, to push them into a deeper area of prayer. And, and this is supposed to teach us as well. And we, we have to be careful because it's, imp- it's possible to misunderstand the teaching. It's, it's easy to think that, that the sleep-deprived, harm-threatening neighbor represents God. Seeing you are identified in the story as someone who needs bread, maybe this, this must be God. Just keep asking God. Don't, don't give up until he gets out of bed, opens the door. And yet, God never sleeps. He never slumbers. That's what the Psalms tell us. So that can't possibly be God. Jesus says, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. The, the, the focus isn't on the bread, isn't on the, the man who's asleep, it's on you and on your shameless persistence, the refusal to give up. In, in Luke chapter 18, 11, Jesus tells another story, and the thing that he he wanted his listeners to learn from this story is that they should always pray, and that they should never give up. The picture is that there are strongholds, there are fortresses, there are places that have belonged to our enemy for such a long time that it's assumed that those places are his. Again, we need to align ourselves with kingdom truth. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it belongs to him. Just because a thief has stolen a car, holds the keys to the car, and the car is parked in his garage, doesn't ever mean that the car belongs to the thief. So you will encounter need. You will come to places where evil is bringing about chaos and torment, and this is where the, the, the shameless persistence comes in in prayer. Under the direction of God, through the connection that comes in prayer, get God's plan. Know God's mind, and then batter the door down with shameless persistence. You should always pray and never give up. It will be required to hit at the locked door until it comes down, until you get what it needs. Shameless persistence. We should pray, always pray and never give up. The secret to a spiritual conquest. The power behind spiritual authority. The kingdom of God come. The will of God be done in this town. In in this city and in Strathmore. The kingdom of God is found and it's released to us in the place of prayer. Let, Let me go farther and say that the weakness of the Canadian church. The lack of influence and respect that the church has. The the reason that fewer and fewer people belong to the church and believe in God is because the Canadian church has not been shamelessly persistent in prayer. That's a hard thing to say. The Canadian church has not been battering the doors of strongholds until the gates fall down and we sweep in and make it another area that once was held by the kingdom of darkness but now is held by the kingdom of our God and of his Christ who shall reign forever and ever and ever. We should pray. Always. Always. And we should never give up. David, will you come? We we take our powerful God in prayer to the impossible places in our world and in our lives. We, We don't shrink away from difficulty, from any illness, from any stony heart. We believe as people of prayer that nothing is impossible. Already in my prayer journal, I've got, got things that are written down that if if some of you were to, to read them, you would think that I'd lost my mind. I'm already praying for our building in Strathmore. We're going to need it soon. I, I, I'm already praying. I I was praying early one morning uh, back a couple of weeks ago and, and was, was praying God what's the key what's the thing that's going to unlock Strathmore and I was in Mark chapter 2 now Simon's mother-in-law was in sick in bed with a high fever and they told Jesus about her right away and so he went to her bedside and he took her by the hand and, and helped her sit up and then the fever left her and she prepared a meal for them. And that evening, after sunset, many sick and demon possessed people were brought to Jesus. And the whole town gathered to watch. And it didn't matter where the town was. To me, the town's Strathmore. So already in my prayer journal, I'm praying for signs and wonders that will make the whole town sit up and watch. Make sure that you're asking big enough. Make sure that you're invading the world of the impossible. Our faith isn't stuck on what is the reality of now, but what is possible and all things are possible with God. I have nephews and nieces that I love dearly that aren't serving Jesus. They're in my book. I'm praying for them. I'm calling out on God for them. I want us to be a family in this life and in the life that is to come. I'm praying over cancers and illnesses. So many of my people here, so many of my friends have been given diagnoses in the last number of weeks where they say, done all that we can. I want to report to you that we were praying for Chelsea Ochoa's sister Angie Melanoski who was discovered just before Christmas to have a tumor inside her brain the size of a ca- grapefruit. Almost one with cantaloupe, but grapefruit's big enough. She had the surgery on Friday. She's expected to be released sometime this week. She's having a bit of difficulty with conversation, but they're, they're imagining that God's... I'm, they're believing that looking after it with speech pathologists and all that, that it'll be fine. I'm believing that God's going to continue the miracle that he began. Illnesses. I think it's time that the church stopped gasping in fear and trepidation when they hear a bad diagnosis and realize this is an opportunity for God to come sweeping in and do the impossible and having the town sit up and talk about it. Spiritual gifts. One of the things that I want you to be praying about this week is God, what what spiritual gift Are you wanting to install in my life right now for the season that is ahead? Ask is what Paul says. Ask for the best spiritual gift, the the most useful spiritual gift for the place you are in service right now. Projects. I have plenty of projects. There are people in this book that... my project I love them dearly and they've got such value such worth the only thing they're missing is Jesus in their life God how do you want how do you want me to be inserted there so that I can help how do you want me to pray and then we have a long list in our house of unanswered prayer we're not we're, we're not giving up we're not discouraged we're not disappointed we just have to keep battering at the door battering at the door There's a verse that I want to give to you. It's found in James chapter 5. It's verse 16. It's it's just to let you know that your voice makes a difference. If if you don't pray, we're not as strong as we could be. If you don't pray, the the effects that God has, the the kingdom of God coming now, the will of God being done now in your room, in your world, in in your connection won't happen. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Your voice makes a difference. Your voice makes a difference. I want you to stand with me right now. I want you to raise your hands and start telling God that you're devoted to Him in prayer this morning. Your voice makes a difference. It's a lie if, if, if anyone or anything says to you, God's not going to hear you. He says, this is the confidence that we have in God, that if we ask Him for anything, He hears us. And we know that if He hears us, then we have the things that we petition of Him. So God, we're a devoted people. We're a people who love you. We are a people who, who believe in the power of prayer. We are a people who don't take all of our prayer requests and dump them on someone else's front yard and say, will you pray? We are the people who lift our voice. We are the people who storm heaven's gates and say, your kingdom come now. Your power, your will be done here in this place now kingdom of God come. We're not a people who are timid. We're asking for the impossible there's some stony hearts in our world God that have said all sorts of things about us and about you and they, they're standing strong in their, their, their refusal to believe in you but God you have the ability to melt the stony heart and make it a heart that's soft and responsive to the things that you're doing and saying we're praying kingdom of God come will of God be done Father we're coming right now and asking for a fresh release of healing through this house Cancer, be gone in Jesus' mighty name. It's by your stripes we are healed. Every tumor shrinking now. Every tumor disappearing and God being glorified. Everybody in the town coming to see what is this thing that is happening at C3 Church. We're praying over those who belong to this church and those who are connected to this church. Let health come. Father, spiritual health begets physical health. And so God, visit homes, visit hearts today visit hearts visit homes God where it's been said nothing can be done this is the diagnosis you're at the end God we pray right now in the name of Jesus that hope and faith will surge like never before in the name of Jesus let the favor of God rest on this people let health be our portion today we pray I'm praying, God, in the name of Jesus for finances. There are some folks here who are at the end of their rope and they don't know where to go. God, I pray right now that you would speak words of life, hope, and direction. That they would know what it is that they're supposed to be doing in order to bring forth the the finances that they need so that they can do all that you've called them to do. Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to take about 30 seconds. I want you just to say, God, you're going to find me in the place of devoted prayer this year. I want you to lift up your voice and just call out on God. He He responds to that. God, thank you. Thank you for the call on our life, the call on our church to be a house of prayer for all nations, for all situations. We're a people of the impossible because we serve the God who says nothing is impossible with me we're praying right now for healing in relationships, for restoration of families, for the restoration of faith right now in hearts and lives that have wandered away and become entrapped in in things that aren't don't have anything to do with you, God. Kingdom of God, come. We're calling out right now for prodigals, God. Let the sons and the daughters that were raised in the faith, but have wandered away, let them come home. Let them be tired of the the slop of the pigsty, and let them come to the banquet table. Let their hearts be softened. Let there be forgiveness. Let there be a, a sense that in my Father's house there was more than this. I have to go back. I have to go back. God, I pray it in Jesus' name. I pray it in Jesus' name. I'm praying for the restoration of of friendships that have somehow fallen on hard times and and have busted up. I pray for father, son, father, daughter, mother, daughter, mother, son situations that have have become broken and, and dysfunctional. God, will you come in and heal in Jesus' name. God, for folks that are standing here and they've got either habits that aren't formed that they need to have in their life or habits that need to be broken. I'm praying that the deliverance of Jesus would be manifest in our hearts and in our lives as we pray. Pray together and pray for one another. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Will of God be done. Church, make sure you're praying big enough. Don't don't settle for the baloney sandwiches when your father owns the cattle on a thousand hills and is willing to slaughter a, a fatted calf for you. Don't 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 put up with just enough when he said, "I'm more than enough." Make sure you're asking big enough. Monday through Friday, we're going to be here for prayer. Friday night um, from 8.30 in the morning, right till we start praying advanced night of prayer. The church will be open. We'll be praying. I plan on being here all the time, just about all the time. I have to take Sunny to the airport Wednesday. There's one other appointment that we have, but other than that, I'm planning on being here. If you can't be here, make sure you get one of these prayer things. Let's pray together this prayer. They went to Jesus and asked Him, teach us how to pray. And He said, pray this way. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Make sure you get your Bibles. Make sure you get your prayer information sheets. If you weren't here, get some background to what devoted means. Love on three people before you go. You're dismissed. God bless you. Happy New Year to you.